Hi guys, I'm Betsy. And I'm Kaylee. And this is the Nacho Mama Pod. Before we jump into today's episode, I just want to give another disclaimer. We are not experts. We only talk about our experience. If anything triggers for you in this episode, talk to an expert. If you need help, please reach out to the appropriate lines. As always, we talk about endo, infertility, and all the hard stuff. Thank you for joining us. Hey, B. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> so, how are you doing? Well, I'm doing <laughs> so good. <laughs> so, so good. Where we need to prep to even talk. Yeah, I am. Uh, we have both been struggling. I do declare. <laughs> I don't even know what's happening in my life anymore. It's okay. Um, we're just going to roll with it. Yeah. I had started taking a supplement um, to man- try and manage my hormones. Uh, last week, I realized I was allergic to that supplement. And Golly. so actually, like, since the day after I stopped taking it, I actually kind of, like, started spiraling, like, with um, anxiety and, like, um, not sleeping like again and I've only been on it for like three weeks or something like that like it wasn't even like enough that I felt like it should have had like that much impact yeah but, but like it did. it did like Thursday and Friday I had snow days which was lovely except for I did not rest for mm. one minute of them like I shoveled legit five times on Thursday I cleaned my house like a crazy person I was just like manic like is Mm. the only way that I can think to describe it um so I've had like a really I'm I'm really trying this week to slow down like that has been my my biggest intention is making myself um because like even right now like I feel like I should be like doing something doing something yeah which is just bananas and um, I completely understand so um We are, I started a different thing because, you know, I'm like, let's figure this out. (laughs) So the first supplement, it was the hops in it, right? Is that what you said? Yeah. Yeah. So there are a lot of certain beers that I have not been able to drink because of the hops. Like um, I'll get really congested or like I'll start coughing or like my throat will get really scratchy. Mm -hmm. But, and like, we've, we've talked to like the brewmaster at our local brewery and like have narrowed it down to like a few strains of hops. Oh, wow. So it's, I mean, it's really interesting to like think about that kind of stuff. But yeah, so this supplement apparently had hops in it for, I I don't even know why, like what it does or right what the benefit is. So, um, cause I was like, just crazy, like could not breathe congested for like the last two weeks and could not figure it out. And I'm like, what is going on? And I'm like, maybe I just have like a cold that's kind of lingering but it was like I had sinus pressure and like was just sneezing nonstop. Yeah. And I mean, I stopped taking it. And within a few days, I'm like mostly normal. And so obviously no. that's what it was. That's terrifying. It, it's crazy. <laughs> like, because they're all like, it was a natural supplement, mm-hmm. you know, all of these vitamins in it. So I would not have been afraid to ever take it. And then my body's like, hey, girl, we don't like that. (laughs) We're done. I think that's terrifying to me because the more I learn about endometriosis and the immunity side of it, it's interesting to me because a lot of people with endometriosis have allergies because your immune system's being attacked at all times. Like, I didn't realize a lot of my issues could be related. I have hops allergies. I don't drink gluten beers I don't do a lot of these things because I'll have allergic reactions or yeah. mild enough that they build on top of each other and I've never thought about supplements giving me an allergic reaction I mean me so neither because yeah I'm I'm never scared to take a supplement I mean a, a real medication like not yeah. I don't want to say it wasn't a, but like a medication maybe but um you know it was one that I went and I had gone and talked to this compound pharmacist about and it was one that he could only provide to me it's not like I could buy it online or anything so it was like a really specific thing too so um and also like um saying allergies 
so at least I'm sure probably in endo too, because of your hormones, when you're in perimenopause, you have um, histamine reactions. Yeah. So like your estrogen surges and it makes all of these things crazy. So that's why I'm allergic to a ton more stuff now. And I've always had bad allergies. Oh, it's like someday I just want a really cool symptom to show up. So at least one of them's fun. Like if you're going to keep adding, give me the one where I can eat cake and not gain weight or something. I would actually like the one that like makes me like tan all the time. Yeah. Like just a little bit of like a sun-kissed glow. Yeah. (laughs) Give me the Instagram filter in real life. Okay. Clear up my skin, please. Like we (laughs) (laughs) We just make one symptom that makes me feel better. I get it. That sucks, girl. And I know we talk a lot on a personal level about how impressed and inspired I am that you do try. I get really like cold feet and hesitant to even put a supplement in my body because it may, it may really, really, really help. Or it may really, really, really suck. I just don't have the energy to suck. (laughs) Yeah. I think, and I think that like, that's one thing that I've like, I'm very cautious. I do a lot of research about the things that I take. Like, I had randomly this hormone book that I have um, listed like this Korean ginseng of some sort. Mm-hmm. And so I bought it and I was going to start taking it. And then I like did more research and it was like, Hey, if you have endo, like it might make it worse. Oh wow! And it was like, and you can only take this for six months. And I was like, okay, well we're not doing that. Like something that could be, could make it worse. So, so I, I, yes it is. But like for the most part, just do your research, like start yeah. super slow. Like I said that to you, I know earlier. Yeah. Like if it says take two a day, start with one. Yeah. Like, ease into it. So. And I know I'm in a situation where I'm overwhelmed right now. So like the idea of doing anything, the thought itself is just a lot. Like, yeah, I know I it's time that. to try again. I'm just not there. <laughs> and for... like, don't do a ton of them at one time. Like, don't be no. like, Hey, I'm going to fully change my supplement routine just like add one at a time or something if you're going to I think my fear and we're going to talk a lot about you know myths and things like that and supplements obviously comes into play I think my fear with it is there's so much going on in my body that they still don't know what's going on they still can't tell me why it's going on they still can't tell me the long-term plan they're suggesting medications I'm saying no because how I feel right now I don't know the long-term effect of any of this and I just it's trauma response. I knew this from my, like, from my infertility struggles. If I had a hard option and an easy option, I take the hard option if it came with less risk. Right. I understand that. I Because you have like that dooms mindset. Like, so, you know, how do you want to miscarry? Well, which one's going to give me the best opportunity to have a pregnancy again? Like, yeah. goodness, didn't know that was not going to be an option again. Right. But it's just that like, you think you're to blame for everything that's going on in your body that you just choose like the cautious part. And I need to start exploring it a little bit more, yeah. but and I do I appreciate I, you sharing. I think I talked a little bit about like, I use my body as a constant experiment. Yeah. Like I'm so brave. I adjust my foods because no one knows your body like you do. Like Mm-mm. you a thousand percent are going to know how, how you feel, what makes you feel the best, what makes you feel worse. Like, and I know that it's those what make you feel worse are the scary things. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure that that's like where your your focus is. is. And I think for me, I am just trying to be a bit more mindful with my approach. Mm-hmm. I think I have in the past been very elimination style or very just not doing this and taking the hard path and not registering those triggers really quick. Because, oh, it just sucks. Or, oh, it's something else. Um, So I'm just trying to be slow and mindful. I do need to. (laughs) That is my goal. We'll talk about later. I'm struggling so much with, like, hormonal stuff. That's what I was going to ask. How how are you? How are you doing? (sighs) Girlfriend. Well, you know I'm not doing good when I disappear. (laughs) And I've been doing that a little bit more. Same, Um, same, same. I actually realize it. When I, like, haven't talked to you. And neither of us are reaching out. I'm like, oh, God, we're both struggling. What's up, girl? How are you? Yeah. <laughs> Let's check in. And I appreciate that so much because oh. I don't often realize that I just disappear. Yeah. But it is yeah. true. Like, I, I do. I will, like, 
go from posting like a hundred stories in a day to nothing. Yep. And um, I appreciate you checking in on me. When no, I, when it's I appreciate like it too. It's just hard. So like, I don't, I don't know. I think I overwhelmed and exhausted are like going to be my key phrases for this entire episode. I just am, I went through a really extended period of PMDD this time. Don't know why, just did. I had a pretty rough period. And then I was like, okay, I should be back to normal. And I'm just not, I'm, I have moments of being normal, um, but I'm having really weird mood swings. And I think a lot of it is, I, I'm just, I'm just throwing off the gloves when it gets hard right now. Like, honestly, that's what's happening. It's yeah. when I start getting out of control of my emotions, I'm just like, screw it. That's, that's what's happening to me right now. Let's just get through it instead of really trying to be preventative of it right now. And I, it's a, it's a catch 22, right? I can't quit my hormones. I can't make me not feel crazy, but there's coping mechanisms that I'm not doing very well with. There is being proactive with my conversation or with my stressors that I'm just not doing. You're just and then when it fly. happens, yeah. And then when it happens, I'm just like there, like literally two days in a row, I woke up. Okay. I went crazy depressed like real 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 bad got myself level so it wasn't scary and then something would happen and I would freak out like full-blown cussing and screaming I punched a few things this weekend I was like I just need this emotion out of my body you need to like just like let it escape it out and then afterwards I was like okay I'm back I'm normal it's not healthy I don't know what's going on I need to I need to work on it um it's just, it's part of it. It's part of growing. No, I need to I... probably reevaluate supplements. Um, I'm not eating horribly, but still could always learn what's best for my body. Like I definitely am in a very like safe zone when it comes to foods and stuff. I just don't do things that make me feel bad. Yeah. Instead of really trying to do things that are going to nourish me. So I just feel yeah. really overwhelmed. <laughs> I don't want to try. But also don't try all of them at once because that right. is overwhelming. Like it if is. you want to nail down your food first, start there. Like yeah, nourishing foods. I just don't want to start, B, but I'm gonna. <laughs> hey, you are preaching to the choir. Anything that takes work, I'm not into. I just, I just, <laughs> I'm tired. And here's the thing. I, um, I don't think I, it's, I have a podcast that talks about endo and talks about infertility. So I obviously talk about it. I post about it. I realize that I'm not processing it actively. I had a conversation this week that I was like, helping one of my friends, right? Helping them through something. And then they're like, well, I don't even know how it got to me because I'm not an oversharer. So I don't even know. But I was like, yeah, I'm just exhausted. I don't know how to work out. I don't know how to sleep. I don't know how to eat. I don't know what supplements to take. Every time I try to do something new, I have to do a ton of research. Sometimes I can't digest it. Sometimes it's just too much for me to try. You know, I'm tired. I'm trying to find passion. I'm still mourning. And they're like, oh my goodness. And I word vomited to you today. And I was like, no, I was up for it. Like, yeah, like, no, I'll take it. (laughs) You can give it to me. That is just normal, Kaylee. That is my life. I'm sorry that I didn't verbalize that to you. And I, I kind of realized like, I'm not verbalizing a lot of my emotions because I know that they're just there. Yeah. But it's not really fair. It sucks that that's your baseline too. Like that's where you feel like your baseline is. That's not fair. Yeah. It's just like, these are always going on. Yeah. And I'm slowly trying to improve them, but until I figure out how to, like, yeah, I did get the question of like, how do I want to be supported? And it's interesting because when I'm in a meltdown, if somebody's around me, like, I need you to help me make that moment better. Don't tell me to calm. Don't just sit there passively because I'm going to get mad at you. Like, I want you to do whatever you can do to make me feel better. But in the normal 98... Oh God, I hope I only have meltdowns 10% of the time. So we're just 90% of the other time, I just want somebody to learn and grow with me and help me make these hard decisions. Cause I'm not at the life or death decision right now. I'm not at the, you know, very big, just make a call cause you have to one. Now I'm at that maintenance stage and I don't feel like I have a really good resource to educate me. And I think that's, what's getting me really overwhelmed getting me really exhausted. It's like, I'm putting so much time into figuring out this illness so that way I can not feel so bad tomorrow. And it's just anxiety on top of feeling like crap. It's, it's a lot. Also like 
it's overwhelming the amount of information that's out there. Like, I think that I was a little lucky to not know as much as I do now before my (laughs) surgeries. Like, I know Um, that sounds silly. Like, I wish I would have been better educated. Don't get me wrong. But I think I would have been even more scared going into, um, you know, my life altering surgeries. Yeah. It's hard because I think every two or three months, I just have a different mind frame around it last March I was still thinking about a baby six months ago I was thinking I want a hysterectomy because I want it done and I like I sit with those decisions because I know a lot of them are emotional right right now I'm just like I don't know where to start but I do need to start I I'm posting a lot about it I'm finally reading know your endo I have literally had that book for months and every time I start it I get overwhelmed and I put it down it's amazing. It is making me feel reassured. It's making me feel seen. It's helping me already. Oh, I just don't have energy for it. <laughs> I I am the best at reading fiction. Like when it's very real and like very informational, I'm really terrible at it. Like honestly. Yeah. And I do that. I've been reading a lot of like my favorite authors, John Grisham. I went back to reading the couple books I haven't read and took a break and now I'm like okay now I feel like I need to invest in myself and yeah doing it slowly I I think I posted I have like a six book rotation going on right now yeah that is not normal for me that is showing that I'm a little manic like having these emotional swings (laughs) no it's not normal I mean normally I have like a self-help book and then a fun book right and I just pick it up depending on my mood right now it's like no I have six moods so (laughs) (laughs) so that's where we're at so we're going to name them soon. One is going to be Katrina and she is the storm. <laughs> this has been your self-help podcast. You're welcome. Um, someday, someday when I have my shit figured out, I'll help you. Right now I'm just sharing my shit storm. <laughs> I'm not even going to pretend. Like, I'm never going to have it together. So with that, I also slept two hours last night and am partaking in a fun cocktail. So Ooh. before I share on mine, what you sipping on over there? I have an iced golden milk latte. Can you see it? Oh, are you doing them? Okay, okay. Well, like kind of, very loosely. When <laughs> Remind I like people it. what a golden milk latte is. Turmeric, right? Yes, has turmeric and ginger and coconut milk, mm-hmm. cinnamon. Sounds I'm not really sure spicy. what else. Yeah, so um, I just like last week made like a thing, like a, triple batch of it or whatever and have been having it in my fridge whenever mm-hmm. I want some That's I actually think I like it iced better than I did warm like the warm was kind of gaggy <laughs> I can't wait for people to tell us that we say turmeric like midwesterners I turmeric? say turmeric turmeric I know we both said it really weird sounds um, delicious and like you may uh breathe fire afterwards with all those spiciness it's not like super spicy though it's more like Swedish, not Swedish. Really? <laughs> it is sweet, tasty ish, but like not sweet because I don't like super sweet drinks. I don't know. Yep. Are Swedish fish named because they're from Sweden or because they're Swedish? Let me do a quick Google. <laughs> Those are my favorite candy. <laughs> I uh, I may or may not be eighty with my candy and my food choices. Well, Swedish our Swedish fish, fish from Sweden. Okay, okay. Don't let us rename things. In Sweden, a large share of confectionery sales are sold as pick and mix, so the Swedish fish candy is marketed under the name pastel fisker, literally pastel fish. Mm. So yeah, I, I feel offended by that. Because the only <laughs> Swedish fish that's a good fish is the red one. I don't get these mixed bag ones. Oh, Those are I didn't trash. Even know that they had mixed bag. I thought they were all red. Yeah, don't do the mixed bags. They're trash. I'm very, very loyal to my red Swedish fish. Yeah, I, I don't do actually. I don't do like candy like that. Mm. Very, very randomly, I'll have like a Twizzler or something. Yeah. But if I do candy, it's like I'm 80. Like I like Swedish fish, lemon drops. Like, what did your grandma have in her house? Because I'm like, oh, like a it. Werther's. Do you love a Werther's? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if you want cereals or raisin brand, like, <laughs> I like oatmeal. I'm 80. It's okay. That's all right. We do. 
Um, so in my cup. Yeah. What you got? You guys are going to AMSR for you. Uh, I like that gonna... cup too. I know we talk a lot. <laughs> Like, I'm like two seasons behind like they're Christmas or these are pumpkins but you know what a big cup is just let me put it down side note before I get in there here's here's um jumping back to how I'm doing here's how I know that Kaylee is slightly manic at all times I am going to bed to AMSR videos where they're like combing the mic Every single night. I now have a playlist because I need something to quiet my mind down. I have white noise machine. I have an ASMR playlist. I'm doing some holistic medicine. Yeah. Kaylee, I shoveled snow listening to ASMR videos (laughs) the other day. Like, my brain is going nuts. I told my husband the other day, I said, do you know how I know I don't have it all together? And he's like, I mean, obviously, 50,000 ways. How will you answer that, babe? I didn't wear earrings today. <laughs> like, these people should know us. Like, I, like, literally, like, if anybody could, like, I'm at work listening to people, like, freaking rub a mic. <laughs> That's so weird. <laughs> this is so weird. But, like, if it makes me feel better. Yeah. Do we're just going to go with good. it. <laughs> so, GB ASMR is my favorite. She has Apple music. Okay. She makes it super easy. Yeah, Listen, I'm struggling. I'm like really, uh, I'm very sound sensitive though. I don't know that I could do no, ASMR. So I am. You are? I want to throat punch people when they clip their nails in the office or they chew. Yeah. I don't know why I like this. I, maybe I have to try it out. Like, cause I'll, I'll send you, I'll yeah, send you send one. A, send me a link. <laughs> I, I don't know. Like I literally think I like that is sticking on my mind. That is such a character change for me that I'm like, my, I'm, I'm looking for something, um, I don't know. I don't know. I can't do eating noises. Let me be very fair. I like the calming sleep ones. If you ever just like the make you listen and... to your spit in your mouth, I'm going to punch you. But she's like, <laughs> I don't know. It's a weird thing. I deleted TikTok because I found it on TikTok. And then I found myself on TikTok listening to oh. weird things. So I deleted I it. Have, I don't have the TikTok. The TikTok has gone out of my life. Spiral off a of topic. So what I am drinking oh, right now. this is going to be the spirally guest. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm not even gonna uh, try to edit this out. Y'all, buckle up. Yeah, buckle, buckle up. Buckle in. <laughs> we have hormones, and we've been spiraling. Uh, this is a watermelon cucumber margarita that's Ooh. like gluten free and organic, and it's I think it's called Freebird or Firebird, one of the two. Okay. Um, it's strong. Is it? Like, that's my review. Tasting? Yeah, it's it's strong. I that's not a bad thing. It's just it's strong. <laughs> I have no other words. There's watermelon, there's is cucumber. Is it canned? Like is it a can? No, thing? it comes in like a wine bottle. So actually I think it's called like a wine wine margarita. Huh. Like it had both. I don't know. I was at Sprouts and I was like, "Hey, I need a thing." Yeah. And then I drank a blood orange one or a cup of the blood orange one the other night. And I was like, wow, this is real, real strong. Let's try watermelon. Nope. Watermelon. Got the big muscles. Interesting. (laughs) So, but it's good. And I am not working out today. So I just figured I'd have a little drink and then chill and relax a little bit. Hopefully. Well, I did yoga this morning and then I came home and did legs. Like crammed in some legs before you know this. When I should not have been doing that. I should have been relaxing, but... (laughs) It's okay. When I didn't sleep last night, there was three separate times I was like, I could go do dishes. I could start laundry. I could work out. And I forced myself to stay in bed. I'm not sure that was the winning choice. It didn't help. But so, all right. Well, this week's episode is called Yoga is Not a Cure. We talk about it in so many episodes, all the the myths or the advice we get. We thought it'd be kind of nice because we're spiraling to talk about those things, talk about what we do instead. We both are in periods of experimenting. So we just thought it would be a nice spiral talk with y'all. <laughs> Buckle up. Uh, Legit. <laughs> if you didn't know by now, we're crazy. Um, but to start, yes. three question, quick shares. Let's get it out there. First one is, what is your least favorite myth or advice you get for endo adeno that people have told you, doctors, whomever, the internet, whatever? Yeah, the one I always heard um, 
for endo is that it'll go away as you get older or it'll get better as you get older. And yeah. that was not true for me. <laughs> Hello. How about for you? Uh, pregnancy will cure me. Mm. That That's the worst. Me. Don't do it. <laughs> it's just like the insensitiveness on top of it. As you guys remember my story, I focused and dealt with infertility first. Yeah. So for people to be like, once I got a diagnosis to be like, you'll get pregnant and you'll feel better. I've always been like, oh, that's pretty shitty of you. Yeah. What if plus, I don't? But what if I don't though? Plus, plus you don't actually, it doesn't go away. You have nine months, maybe longer if you're breastfeeding where your hormones are different. Yeah. So you might feel better. It's just different. Infertility. What was your favorite? My least favorite was de- I, um, just relax. I hate so much when people would tell you to relax or I would get like advice, like stand on your head. <laughs> I was like, sure. Yeah. Let me just throw up a quick handstand yeah. <laughs> after sex. So what about you for infertility? Uh, my least favorite, it was a toss up, but I landed with just stop trying. Mm, yes. Like the universe has more control over what my body's doing than I do. Um, and then especially well, like, when they're like, stop trying because so-and-so stopped trying. And then she had six kids. Okay, good for so-and-so. Yes. But how would you like in the thick of infertility, me to tell myself to stop trying. Like, <laughs> that is all you think about at that time. That and you want me to just quit trying. You want me to that's stop That's like when you're sex. mad like, and you're screaming and somebody's like, just relax. No, I was relaxed. Now I'm mad. I'm super chill. <laughs> um, also, people telling you, like, just relax. Like, you don't freaking know. And you don't know what Susan was going through. Because Susan doesn't talk about her privates with you. Get out of here. Right. Thanks for being my person, Susan. <laughs> I don't know. The second one, the runner up for me was like, just go on a vacation. That's when you get pregnant. Oh my gracious. Like the amount Does of my infertility stay in the US? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're only infertile in this country. <laughs> That's right. It's because it, it doesn't meet the carry on guidelines. My bad. I forgot. <laughs> what is the craziest thing that you have tried either for endo, adeno, or infertility? What's the thing that you're like, oh, I did that? Yeah. Um, for infertility, I was thinking, well, I mean, you do a lot of crazy things anyway. <laughs> a lot of crazy things. But the one I would like stuck out to me the most is that I would eat pineapple core like constantly or like blended into a smoothie or whatever because it was supposed to like help with your lining, your uterine lining. God, I didn't even know that one. Oh my gosh. It is like stupid. <laughs> so stupid. What about for uh, you? Uh, I pierced my nose, which I mean not out of character for me, but I never wanted a nose piercing. I pierced my nose because supposedly there's an acupuncture point in your left nostril that will help with fertility. As I did research to go do it, I definitely did it on like an emotional whim. It literally was like some cultures pierce the girl's nose at the age of fertility, blah, blah, blah. Like it's more of a cultural thing, but I was like, I'm down. Let's do it. Let's try anything. Like you are, you get desperate. So it's like yeah. anything that might give you like a blink of hope, you're like, hop in. Yep. <laughs> let's go for it. So let's start with talking about, I, I, I like to say endo. I, I believe the myths for endo and adeno are pretty similar, but please jump in if there is adeno specific ones. I'm just not familiar enough. I don't know that like enough. This is terrible. This is terrible. But I don't know that adeno's talked about enough. It's to not. have a lot of myths. No. So. Sister diagnoses. I just, I don't think we have enough research or knowledge in there. So let's start off the first one. And I'm going to pose this as a question to you and I'll give my personal opinion. Why do you think people say yoga is a cure? Like, why is that such a push? So I have a lot of feelings on this one because. <laughs> because we love yoga. You're doing us yes. a disservice. And I believe yoga is healing. It is. I will state that. I believe that um, it is very mind healing. And I think that your brain body connection is very strong. I feel like that's why. But I can't ever believe that me doing down dog would just make all of my adhesions go away. (laughs) I think it's probably like somewhat tied to the concept that it's in your head. 
and like whether they they realize they're saying it or not but if you just find uh another level of your mental capacity you can move past the pain you can move yeah. past this you can move past that rather than saying hey it's a tool in your toolkit it does help you with physical pain if you yeah. can stretch it may help you with your mental strength like you know yoga is a meditation there are crazy good tools for you to become elevated in your personal journey um neither of those things are going to take the lesions out of my body right I I also could have something to do with like stress reduction because I know that that is like a huge thing um and stress does cause endo flare-ups yeah I mean it for sure does I I read earlier causes more damage and it it can like it's not the cause let me be very clear with me not saying that's the reason you have endo flare-ups yeah I had also read earlier that um stress like somehow correlates with like your pain threshold Mm -hmm. so if you're like lower stressed you can tolerate more so you don't feel as as if you're in as bad a pain so it's possible that these people who think that yoga is curative are just way less stressed or maybe they're less inflamed or there's a hundred other things but it's certainly not going to break down the adhesions in your body i think the thing that pisses me off about it is all the things that yoga can bring to your life in a beneficial way is not tied to endo. I think it's, I feel like it's a very gaslighting and it's a very brush off statement. Like go do this thing and you'll be better. No, all the benefits I get from yoga, I'd still get if I was a hundred percent quote unquote healthy human, Right. quit minimizing my situation by telling me to go do downward dog. Yeah. The people who are giving that advice are people who are not in chronic pain. Like, <laughs> I mean, maybe they were, I don't know, maybe somebody had to start it like, oh, this cured my endo or whatever. Yeah, I want to know where I even heard it the first time. I feel like I actually hear this one online the most. I don't know if anybody's directly one-on-one told me yoga's a cure, right? but I hear it a lot and it just stresses me out because in the yoga practice, my yoga teachers, it's all about accepting your body, listening to your body no pressure, no judgment. So the fact that somebody's trying to put that pressure and judgment on something that's supposed to be such a personal experience, just get off my yoga mat. You can yeah. you can go do yours outside. Now I do believe that yoga is tremendously healing. Like I know I just said that, but um I think that it can fully get your body to a place where it'll heal faster. Yeah. Where you're going to be healthier. Um, I think that that was part of the reason that I healed so fast from a hysterectomy. Yeah, you definitely shared that. I've done a ton of yoga and um, I even did like some gentle yoga like two weeks after I started. And so I don't know. And Ah. to end every one of these with a positive turn, I think my fear with this is I don't want anybody to turn away from the practice because people are shoving it down their throat. Like yoga can be such a cool experience for anyone. And for me, it's about the only thing I can do when I'm really, really hurting. Yeah. And it makes me feel better. It does. Yeah. It'll alleviate some of your pain, possibly. Mm-hmm. Um, it always did for me. So, yeah. Uh, the next one is one I struggle with a lot. I put quote unquote clean eating. And I, I we've talked numerous times about our journeys with food and how we, we think clean just means eating for whatever your body wants. We don't have to deep dive into that. More so, I want to talk about all these trends and these people profiting off of saying you have to do such and such diet. You have to do this. You have to do this. So you are better for endo. They stressed me out. I think they're why I feel so overwhelmed. Yeah. I think we kind of talked about this a little bit with Rita too in the Mm -hmm. episode. Like people who are, and I'm sure that not everyone is like this. I'm, this is a generalization that I'm yeah. using. Um, these like endo dietitians, um, and like immediately they go gluten free and dairy free and um, cut out all processed foods. And um, mm-hmm. while I understand all of that, and I am gluten and dairy free, so I get it. I don't think that it's reasonable to have people jump into all of those things all at once. And I don't think that everybody, everyone's bodies need that. So I, I think it's super sh- stressful. Like I, I just wish, wish every message started with, we can tell you what works for some people 
but it you need to figure out what's right for you. Yes. If I would have heard that context before I was like, cut out dairy, cut out meat, cut yeah. out gluten, cut out this. It was so overwhelming that there's been times in my life I haven't even tried. There's been times in my life I've done too much elimination. I was listening to the Living with Indo podcast today. And I'll, I'll, I'll note the episode because, of course, I'm not going to remember the expert she had on. But I did for the very first time. It was like a and a follow-up with a nutritionist, right? And she's some crazy renowned chef that I think was on like the, the Ramsey show or one of the cooking shows, like crazy popular. Um, and she had had an episode. I did not listen to the first episode. I listened to the Q&A. And she started out with a question that was like, what should I do for my diet? needs as an endo person like pretty much what should I eat to feel better and this lady who I believe had endo or has endo um started out with well you have to do what's right for your body but I can tell you what works for some people some people don't do dairy some people don't do meat some people don't do this and I was like yes please that that would have been so much more helpful for me now can you also make me a handbook that says well people who benefit from not eating meat is usually because they're experiencing this oh shoot I don't have that I'm not going to try that one I still feel very lost. Like you have to do so much research and then you have to cook. Yes. Um, I think that. Oh yeah. You're doing a lot of food. Yes. I want to preface this. (laughs) I want to preface this by saying I have eaten very healthy for a very long time. Yeah. So for me, meal prep was a normal thing, like a very regular weekly occurrence. For me, creating menus is a staple in my life. For me, buying fresh fruits and veggies and eating everything in my fridge is a very normal occurrence in my life. Someone who is not used to all those things, you're signing up for a recipe for disaster. (laughs) Like I couldn't imagine if I had never like I never meal prepped because I was trying to meet a health goal, like a fitness goal. If I had never cut out things because I just wanted to be a vegetarian. Yeah. Like if I hadn't done those because I had the urge, if somebody just set up and said, start doing these things. Yeah. And I, I've like tried to like say that to people. So um, what I've been doing is just, it's very whole foods based food wise. It's no dairy, no gluten, no added sugar. Um, but like tons and tons of fresh veggies, lots of nuts, lots of seeds, lots of healthy fats, but that might not work for everyone. Like that might not be what works for you. So, and I try and explain it to people like, for example, my mom has always been a very uh, down home cook, like Mm -hmm. meat and potatoes, like very Mm -hmm. Midwestern, like carby, heavy, heavy meals. She would have a very insanely hard time eating how I stopped yes yeah because it would be crazy overwhelming it would be too much information um it would just be too much so I it's it's so much I like I literally am tearing up while we talk because I think I think it's hard for me about like the stereotypical you have to eat clean because endometriosis is an inflammatory um illness and if you don't cut out every trigger you're just making your body in a worse state I think there's so much pressure and so much fear associated with eating that like I don't in general like diet culture in general yeah and then out of chronic illness like I literally have so much from um, eating disorders to this like I have so much fear around food yeah I could tell you how many calories everything I have in it even if I'm trying not to pay attention but now I have like this guilt associated with you're not doing enough to make yourself better and no one else is going to make you better. And if you don't figure it all out and do it all right, you're going to end up sick. And it's so much like, I, a, I don't know what to tell people. It's a lot of pressure to put on yourself too. So, so yeah. So if you want, me to, <laughs> first of all, you want me to do, do constant yoga, <laughs> do Second constant all, yoga and you want me to <laughs> make every one of my meals. If I've never done that before, and if I'm possibly in pain. I was really good at meal prepping. I don't eat fast food on the regular. I do all these things because I have eating disorders that I try to keep like the healthy habits afterwards. I do all those things and I still feel lost. I want to be rich. I don't want to be rich because I want a big house. I don't want to be rich because I want materialistic things. 
I want to be rich because I want a dietitian that can know my endo with me and teach me how to find those triggers fast. I want a chef that will cook for me and make me meal planning. I want a therapist that knows chronic illness. You know what I mean? Like I want my personal health care. Oh, and I want to afford excision surgery whenever I want it. Yeah. I also do, while you're on that specific topic, I want to say me being able to buy fresh foods and fruits and vegetables is a privileged thing. Yeah. I am grateful that I am blessed enough, but like, who knows who's not that's getting this information. That's like, Hey, not only can you probably barely afford food, you also have to make sure it is organic and, um, you know, doesn't have any of this added extra stuff and never mind just fueling your body. Yeah. It's, it's so frustrating to me. We, we talk about all the time. I feel like the medical system is built to help corporations, not humans in the U S I feel like foods is the same way. You don't have enough access. Um, I don't have a ton of advice when it comes to clean eating, except for tell people who tell you they, that you need to eat a certain way and they don't know you, screw off and then have grace with yourself to just figure it out. You're going to eat something wrong and food should still be enjoyment. You shouldn't like yeah. cry when you eat. It's sad. Um, I It's sad. I don't want to be like that. It goes on toe and toe. I don't have a ton to say what I haven't said about supplements already, yeah. but supplements stress me out because there's so many, there's so much different research. They tell people to do things. Doctors aren't prescribing supplements. So you have to right. force them to have the conversation. And then I read things that are like, oh yeah, we told you to take everyone to take magnesium three months ago. But now we're also saying that there's some things that maybe you shouldn't take magnesium for if you have endo. Yeah, It's a lot. And I just use a random supplement I don't yeah. I, I'm not talking specifics about magnesium but it's a lot very much like food there's going to be two sides that you're going to be able to find on the internet yeah. like eggs are bad eggs are good for you magnesium's yeah. bad magnesium's good for you for example so it's just really hard like I and I mean I know I said already like supplements are so individual like you yeah. have to decide Sorry. what you want to do what you want to try what's what you think might work for you and mm-hmm. you have to be willing to change those things like and it may not work it, it may not work for you it may not work it long-term. may not it may make you feel worse hi yeah. <laughs> so if you guys need encouragement on your supplement journey please dm betsy and if you need companionship <laughs> on your one. fear, you talk to me. no, no, no. If you need companionship on your fear of trying a new supplement, <laughs> Kaylee is here to give you a virtual hug. Uh, I did hear one thing that if I had to give any advice and the advice I am trying to tell myself right now of supplements is if you think you need a supplement of something, find a food way to take it first. Test it. The natural source is always going to be a better source for your body to consume rather than a pill anyway. So if you are looking for iron because you're anemic and you have an iron deficiency, try to eat iron-rich foods and see how your body feels with that before you go to a supplement every day. You can test it out without taking like the big plunge. And for somebody with a fear, that might be the best way. And it may be better for your body. So that's my approach right now. That's my advice right now that I stole. What's yours? And I mean, go get some blood work done if you have the availability, like go get your vitamin D checked go check your, get your iron checked, like go, those are things that if you need to supplement that stuff, like there are, there are ways to find out if that's what you're actually deficient in. I think for me, I think everything on this whole conversation right now is like, I have this overall fear to switch anything up because I am managing in my chaos right now. Kind of, um, the hormones are what's been me over the rest of it. I was kind of okay with. It's hard. It's really hard to make that jump. But if you know you're at a point that you need to change something, we just encourage you to do it and talk it out through somebody. Make sure you journal your results. Make sure you keep track of what you're doing um, because there are options to make you feel better. And it's just, it's an experiment game. Take Betsy's advice. She's doing a great job of like pushing. But also I, I know I said this, but I like really want to reiterate, don't change everything at once. Mm -mm. Like, If you're going to try a supplement, try one supplement, like, because you're not going to, if, if something goes awry, you're not going to know which thing did it. So at least if you start with one, like you, you have a really good idea of what is making your body feel funky because had I started taking this supplement and say that Korean ginseng or whatever with it, I would have had no idea what was making me feel worse. Yeah. But 
obviously that was the only thing I had added to my system. So the next couple of things I'm actually going to run through fast because we've hit on them at some point of conversation here. Pregnancy, hysterectomies, they're not cures for endo. Hysterectomy should be a last resort option. If you have adeno, hysterectomy will help you feel better. Um, Find a new doctor. They're saying that that's the only cure. That's your next step without trying everything. Find it. We didn't hit on like birth control, um, medicated menopause, those medication steps. Again, walk through your options. The birth control one really bothers me because we're starting to get contradicting information. Yeah. We're, trying, we're starting to hear that it could amplify endo. Right. For me, I think it hid my symptoms so long that my endo grew and I didn't know it was growing until I until it, was, it was too late. Like there was no like catching it early with symptoms. My yeah. symptoms was pretty not there, like painful periods. That's all I knew existed too. Oh my gosh, I can't get off the floor. Yeah. And then no one knows what the long-term impacts of birth control is because I didn't realize this until I saw this in the article the other day. If you think about it, the generations right before us, so remember, we're 30 and we're we're trying to thrive. <laughs> Can't say I'm thriving. We're 30 and we're trying to survive with our chronic illness. Trying to survive. Bang. I don't forget that tagline. I rewrite it for where we are in life. So I didn't think about this, but generations, like the few generations before us, if maybe like one, to be real, are the first generations that started taking birth control. Yeah, There's I mean, no old people to see what it did to them. That's an interesting point. I mean, somebody pointed that out to me. They're like, just because birth control was available to you when you hit puberty does not mean it was always there. And I was like, oh. I, yeah, I wonder how long it's actually been like around and like prescribed as a solution to period pain. So I'm going to say it was prescribed from the jump because I just don't have faith in the medical staff. They're like, oh, here's a pill. Go take it. Yeah. But you should do a little quick Google and say when. You mean do a um, Google? Do a quick Google and see when birth control was first like available on the market. Because my guess, what's your guess? My guess is eight, early 80s. That, that was actually my guess too. Let me look. Hold on. I want to say like 70s, they were free wild and they didn't care. 80s, they were trying to stop it. It's actually for, way for, farther than we thought. Uh, 1957 was only prescribed for women with severe menstrual problems. Oh my god! AA endometriosis. You guys, stop! Stop! 1957. What? It's true. Hmm. So, yes, you're correct. From the jump (laughs) is the right thing. Yo, I didn't even set that up. This is a random spiral. What? So how ridiculous is that? First off, it's crazy. But anyway, 50s, um, especially if it was for endo, there's not a lot, there's just not, not a lot of people. And especially those generations older than us, I'll give you four generations up to, um, they don't talk about their womenhood. And so there's no one to really tell you and no one's done studies to see what the long-term impact of these things are. It's that stigma. There's so much stigma associated with your body parts. Like yeah. everyone has them. Everybody does stuff. Everybody's bodies do I'm stuff. I'm sorry. If somebody came to you and said, no, you're a doctor, you are a 55 Caucasian male doctor. Oh, okay. The best one. <laughs> <laughs> I'll leave that there. <laughs> I come to you. I'm a 23-year-old male saying, hey, once a month, my, my manhood hurts to the point that I'm on the ground and I'm throwing up. I, I bleed out of it. Yeah, some of the population does that, but I get quarter size clots out of it. Um, it hurts to touch. I can't have sex, you know, whatever, whatever. Do you think anyone would have told me to go take a pill and walk away? What's your, no, what's your advice for me, doctor? Have, they, Dr. Brian uh, White. Luke, Lucas. <laughs> I'll just give you last name. <laughs> I would tell you we are going to have to check that out and see what's happening because that's not normal. <laughs> yeah, please, doctor. Please don't let me go life without sex, without pain and right. um, not having children. Unreasonable. Uh, wildly, wildly unreasonable. So. so I don't even really know how I landed there except for it makes me really mad that people tell you to take medications. They don't know the long-term impact and it feels like they're very damaging band-aids. Yeah. I have no advice. Do what's best for you. If it helps you, 
I support it. If it's not serving you, don't feel pressured. I do want to hear this next year your opinion of this next one, the massages, because I know you posted okay. about it the other day. Tell me. Yeah. Spiral. <laughs> okay. So we're just going to, we're just going to do this thing today. Yeah. Um, so a very famous <laughs> podcast that I have no attachment to, except for two really horrible things in the same week where pretty sure I have posted too much. Um, <laughs> I got sent, uh, I got, I got sent a link that said, hey, there's this fighter on this podcast. She talked about endo. Not her, but she talked about endo because her doctor was familiar with it. Well, maybe not a doctor, but somebody helped her get through her C-section and got her body back. And I was like, there's so much in that sentence that just, no. (laughs) But I love this person. So I was like, all right, send me the link. Willing to give it a shot, yeah. Right, they're like, "It's, it's like, it's like five minutes. I'm like, okay, I got this. So I waited. I waited till I could fully focus on it. Cause I was like, mm, I'm probably gonna look for the bats. So let's fully focus on it. And then I got told that her massage therapist cured her own by giving her a massage in her uterus area, her and her husband. And then don't worry. She didn't just cure, cure endo. Um, she also had a baby. And so here's the deal. First off, no. If you find <laughs> the concept is that she works the muscles and she gets blood flow back to that area and it goes back to normal. And the fighter, to be fair, was talking about it because after an emergency C-section, no one works on that area. The massages, in her opinion, helped her get blood flow back, helped her muscles go back to the right spot because you know all your organs are moved when you have a C-section and helped her abdomen recover to fighting shape okay that sounds like some physical um rehab that's great sure. yep. i'm all for that i got triggered with the endo stuff right actually i posted it and i said what do you guys think am i am i just being a jerk also here's the clip just listen to it i, I found her ig page and that's when i really had an issue and maybe i did this right before i posted it and that's why i couldn't get off my mind is her whole page is about pregnancy and endo cure. There is a cure for endo if you let me massage you. Buy my technique on how to massage you. Hey, you can't get pregnant? Get a freaking massage and you will be pregnant. And I just cried because I was like, not only is that wrong, and I wish it was right. I wish it was that easy. You're screwing with these people. You're that are not okay misinformation to people who are already just like looking for a strand of hope to try to have a baby you're telling me you can do this and it's, it's okay because that's so much cheaper than IVF that's your tagline before you go spend money on IVF spend money with me and I'm just like most people who get IVF only have one financial shot like that yeah. money matters and I don't think it would hurt your endo I don't think it would hurt your fertility I don't think you should tell me that that's going to fix me it's, because I'm not freaking broken. Don't right. First of all, don't market it as a cure because yeah. it's not a cure because there is no cure. Let me say that again. There is no cure for endometriosis. A hundred percent. You're marketing off of people's pain mm-hmm. and it's not okay. Like that's not okay with me. So I think more people should talk about this because I feel, I feel desperate a lot with this chronic illness. I feel desperate a lot when I was going through infertility. I want somebody to give me an answer and to have the wrong people out. That's, that's it. Have the wrong people out there scheming in pain and then having the people who are truly responsible in the medical field telling you you're crazy. It is a disaster for somebody to go through. And yeah. by golly, we're not going to talk about it because it has to do with your vagina. It's just crazy to think about. Okay, let's talk about infertility myths. I don't have any that are like crazy, but I do want to talk about it because I know, I guess maybe not myths, like it's going to fix you, but more like advice, hurtful advice. Yeah. The one I thought was funny that you said earlier, did you say like standing on one leg? I always heard like- On your head. Like someone used to tell me to stand on my head after sex. What would you- First of all, how? How? <laughs> First of all, I'm not exactly great at headstands. I'm just so by not. the way, I am not in circus base LA, so. Yeah. 
I wish I was. It's a dream. <laughs> yeah. So I did legs up. So I guess that's like the same concept. Yeah. It's like put that area up so all the semen can get there. Yep. Tried it many, many, the, many like, times. Cinder blocked in Betsy's uterus. It wasn't letting anything in. It's, it's like moving. Out. <laughs> <laughs> like put your hips up. I will automatically go up to your chest. It's cool. Don't worry. Yeah, it's still totally fine. Um, yeah, yeah, so I guess I did hear legs up. I've never heard headstand. I almost wish I had because at some point, if I had a member of me trying to headstand afterwards, I think that would be comedic gold. I've never uh, tried it. Thousand percent. You should try it. Just did you try it? I don't think I've tried to stand for my head, but I did put my legs up a lot. <laughs> I don't even want to try a headstand naked. Like I'm old enough that I just don't want gravity. <laughs> knocking you in your face <laughs> i'm just saying way to kill the vibe <laughs> don't worry gravity's gonna make my gut go to my two or my boots my boots go to my chin but you know what it's sexy anyway, which is don't do headstands <laughs> not so funny if it's karma sutra i support your headstand if it's <laughs> if it's myth don't do it y'all are welcome diet exercise stop yeah. stressing take a vacation Oh, you put acupuncture. I, I haven't done that one. Um, actually, I have never done it before. I am doing it here in a couple of weeks or two weeks. And if people tell me, like, probably the same deal, like your blood flow to your uterus and like, um, like massage mm-hmm. acupuncture. So I had, I know tons of people who did it for infertility. So, man, and I'm, I'm sure, like, it, it helps. I just think people spend their money in so many weird ways when we're desperate. And it makes me sad. That's true. All right. Let's wrap this up. Um, maybe. Well, might spiral again. <laughs> with a couple, like, closure questions. So first one would be, what do you think is the danger of there being myths and bad advice out there? Why does this even matter to talk about? Why do we not just blow it off and say, <laughs> you're funny, the sky's not green? um why 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 do, why do we need to talk about it what's the danger in it um I think the biggest danger is that you are miseducating people mm-hmm. and just, yeah you are making people think that there's a cure to an incurable illness um yeah. you're you're lessening the severity of people who have the disease and I think that you're kind of minimizing some of their thoughts their beliefs their what's happening in their body Definitely. I agree. I'm a big old bottle of fills right now, but I feel like every time, at least I guess, I think at the beginning, I feel exactly what you just said. I feel like you're giving me hope and I feel like you were leading me down these paths when I probably would have been much better in the long haul if somebody just sat down and said, hey, here's your real chances. It's probably not going to happen for you. Let's go in there with the thought process of if you do get a pregnancy, it's a miracle rather than saying, all you got to do is this, right? Yeah. I think where I'm at now, the thing that's so damaging to me is I feel like you are taking the validity out of my statement. You're pushing me down the slope. If I am saying I have a chronic illness that cannot be cured no matter what I do, and someone says, well, have you tried yoga? I just go, wow, do you not care? Do you not listen? Like, it, you think right. I'm stupid? And like, whatever <laughs> I'm saying just doesn't equate. Um it's highly offensive and it hurts 20 times worse when it's somebody you love. Right. I agree. Why are, or why, why is the world that we don't know the answer? Why to anything? <laughs> um, what are you currently trying to do for your hormonal issues, for your body, for your endo? Listen, what am I not trying to do is the better. <laughs> My girl, like, I can't say. You're such a queen. You're so brave. I, I want to oh, be geez. you. Oh, my goodness. Um, like I said, I eat pretty low inflammatory. I, right now, it's about re- reducing the inflammation in my body. Mm-hmm. Like, I, as much as possible, am trying not to promote endo growth, um, that's why I didn't immediately jump to hormone replacement therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm trying other things first. So I'm always moving my body. Obviously I'm trying to rest. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm really trying to rest. Tells you to stop doing chores. You know what? I need, you need, everyone needs a Kaylee in their life that will be like, Hey, stop. Like, like I, I do appreciate today. you. Like, 
<laughs> because I 100% was like, wow, I'm a jerk. I just called her out. I said, what are you doing? And I was like, don't do these things. Yeah. But I legit need some, like, I need that. Like, my husband will tell me that. And I'll be like, I just have to do 30 things, <laughs> 30 things more. And, and you know, like, and you, you pull that with me. I'll be like, honey, I have endo too. Sit there. Yeah. Down. Just sit. Sit, sit your butt down. Granted, I tell you advice that I should be listening to. So we're all in this together. Yeah. I told, I actually said that to somebody this week. I am the biggest preacher of rest. I'm clapping to you because the, um, Zach Efron musical just came into my head we're when I said all we're all in this together. <laughs> we, I, I knew it. <laughs> I am so sorry. I can musical any day. I um, actually hate that stuff. So oh I don't God. know why I'm more singing. Not it. me. Anyway. Give me any musical anytime. I'm sorry. We're a little off track. <laughs> I'm leaving it in there too. Okay. <laughs> all of the time. I tried and then you showed me up. What did you show? <laughs> Um, I don't, so, I sidetracked you. I'm so sorry. It's okay. What are you doing? To see? So I wake up in the morning and I say, <laughs> you should, you diary, should be Kaylee. What you should would you do? My inner Betsy says, Hey girl. <laughs> hey girl. I would eat really good today. I would have already moved my body. And I was like, okay, ketchup. Yeah. Um, no, I, I'm literally doing that though. I am trying to sleep. I do really, really well. And then I'll have a really bad night, but trying to sleep, I'm trying to make sure I eat. I'm trying to make sure I work out. I'm trying to do the things that I know how to do. Yeah. And then I'm trying to put a lot of time into learning about endometriosis. I have a podcast. I talk about it. I post about it. And I still feel like I don't know. It's just so interesting. When, when I was trying to get a diagnosis, all I did was look at research for endo. Yeah, And then I got a diagnosis and then I'm trying to figure out me in the diagnosis and I'm back to like, okay, I need to be learning. So I get, I'm doing that. Um, I do take a few supplements. I'm very, very limited on that stuff. And I do know a revisit to what I'm eating and what I'm intaking is important, but I, I, um, I did already hit mine. What is your next? Uh, I mean, I pretty much did too. Just getting my hormones under control I think is my main goal so I'd like to not feel like I've just gone off the deep end most days. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm there what is your biggest hurdle in doing that my hormones I mean realistically like yeah you're fighting I, to improve the thing that's fighting you yeah a hundred percent that is the perfect way to say it like I am working so hard that maybe I'm working too hard. Like I'm just trying to fix constantly. And my body is like, Hey, what if we don't feel like being fixed right now? Like, I don't know. I just, yeah, I feel you. I feel like I'm there too. My biggest hurdles is like my emotional responses right now, whether it be depression or anger or being super overwhelmed lately. Right. Um, super lost on where to start even though I've started it just it feels like there's too much for me to do while having a full-time job while having a workout while having a life and also while having a chronic illness that's part of my everyday life it's it seems like a lot and then I talked to somebody in the endo community and they remind me how awesome each one of us freaking are and then you just push a little bit more again but it slows me down understandable so what is your message what's the purpose of this episode I feel like we just talk shit on the things that are crazy and told to us um I don't have any groundbreaking advice outside of you know we're here we're with it you're not alone I do appreciate every single time you guys share with me something you've done because it teaches me something um but it's okay to feel like you don't know what to do yeah and like it's okay to ask us how we manage yeah ourselves but I don't want you to ever take that as like our advice to you because like we've said a hundred thousand times what works for us may not work for you what works for us now may not work for us in a month like use your body as your experiment 
Kaylee. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying. My fear is no, just, I'm just teasing, yeah. My fear is just a lot. I think for me, I've always been really like when I'm the expert, I speak up and when I'm not, I look for the expert. Yeah. And I just I don't have the time, the energy or the strength to become the expert and I still don't know who to ask. So yeah. the it's thing hard. is like you can be the expert for your own body. I'm never going to proclaim to be the expert for your body. Right. Like, I'm never going to be like, hey, this is what you need to do. These are the supplements you need to take. This is what. Betsy, that's what I want. I know. I know. <laughs> I, I want to be rich and I want the people to do it for me. <laughs> I just, I like, I literally, I think that's why it's so like hard because I don't yeah. want to do it. I don't want to do it for myself. I don't feel like I'm. Like, that's not where my talents are the best. Like, I, I think I literally said last night or the night before or sometime when I'm having these manic things, like, you look at me like I should know all the answers, but I did not go to school for this. I have no training in this. I have my body. Yeah. And because it doesn't work, I'm forced to now understand things that I have no desire knowing. Absolutely. And it sucks. <laughs> it does. But... I would but say also, if I want to put a shining light on it, like we're doing so much better than the generations before us yeah. at tackling it and we're paving a way for the generations after us. So it's not unworthy work. It's just hard. It is. And like, you probably are more informed on most of your body than hundreds of other people, like thousands right. of other people. <laughs> I still think it's funny that people don't know the size of the, u- size of the uterus, let alone <laughs> Yeah, me talking about how my uterus is built right so it all comes down to something and it's giving me a world and a community and a passion that I didn't even know was possible so we're gonna take it I want to I want to go back I still want to go back I like yeah. where I landed I just I'm tired and need a nap sometimes well you should go to bed <laughs> period uh I slept two hours last night people my friends yeah. trying to make me take care of my body okay so what do we got going on um we started this was coming out um Rita dropped. If you haven't listened to the movement episode, go do it. But we have people talking about being kid free by choice, by um, by circumstance, different genders, different walks of life. We have friends of the show coming on, so a lot of freaking cool people to talk to. Which like, share, post, tell us what you want, tell us how to improve. We want to really push this. We have, we're two gals with chronic illnesses and no sleep schedule that are putting on a podcast because we love y'all. <laughs> and some episodes are like this. They're just real spirally. <laughs> uh, I hope y'all like it because this is my favorite type of episode to make. Yeah. This has been the greatest episode of the Nacho Mama Pod. Thank Bye. you.